Welcome from Euractive. My name is Luca Bertuzzi, your digital and media editor, and this is the Digital Brief podcast. This week, we take a look at interoperability and the ongoing discussions around the DMA in this regard. For an overview on all things digital, sign up to our free newsletter or visit the website Euractive.com. This is Euractive's Digital Brief podcast. This episode is powered by Google. Since the start of the pandemic, Google has helped more than 10 million people and businesses in Europe, Middle East and Africa find jobs, digitize and grow. As the economic recovery continues, Google is committed to working in partnership with governments and organizations to ensure this growth is inclusive, sustainable and digitally accelerated. Find out more at grow.google. Today I'm joined by Amandine Lepap, Chief Operation Officer and Co-Founder at Element, the messaging services, and one of the main architects of Matrix, a standard for open communications. Thank you, Amandine, for being with us today. Thank you for having me. Um, so interoperability is a big topic of discussions nowadays in Brussels, uh, especially in regards to the Digital Markets Act, the DMA. Um, MEPs have been proposing uh, to have interoperability for messaging services and social media. Let's start on why do you think this is important? So I think um, interoperability is important for both European users and companies. We all know that messaging and social media are dominated by a couple of big players, which means that users have no choice but hand over their data to these players, and then they find themselves locked into the ecosystem and potentially data mined. Users have no choice to but use the apps from these players, even if they don't like uh, the interface of, uh, of these applications. And smaller companies cannot compete because they need to build their own user base from scratch. And also decentralized services, even if um, they would not necessarily fall into the gatekeeper bucket yet, like, for example, Signal, these centralized services are effectively big honeypots for hackers. So bringing interoperability into Europe definitely would mean that users can choose uh, other providers they may trust more than um, they may trust more than the current one to host their data. And uh, users would be able to choose other applications with user interface, which may be more adapted to their use case or which they just prefer. Uh, and yet they will still be able to communicate with their friends who are just happy to use the gatekeepers as they are. And it would also lower the barrier to entry to the messaging and social media market for companies who are then able to innovate and would still be able to benefit from the existing network of users. And the final thing is that interoperability would unlock innovation because companies need to compete on value add rather than just the network size. So you can focus on the value you're building for your users rather than just like, do I have enough users in there? And um, I've seen talking to people around, I've seen that some people are not convinced it makes sense from an economic perspective, but just look at the web. Because the web has been decentralized and open, and now it's a $30 trillion market. The phone network, for example, is also somewhat open, even if it's uh, you have to be a telco to play in the phone network uh, market, but yet it's like a $2 trillion market. And online communications have been from the start siloed and centralized, and it's only, <laughs> if I can say, only a $100 billion market. So it's like 0.3% of the web market. 
I think that's something um, uh, people working on the DMA don't necessarily look at enough. The points you are making are very strong in terms of why this is desirable, but how do you achieve this in practice? There are two extreme ways of achieving these and a whole bunch of variations in the, in the middle, in between these two extremes. So on one hand, you could go and at least mandate, gate, mandate gatekeepers to expose open, stable, and well-documented APIs. So then the smaller providers can integrate and the users can start getting a bit more control over where they want to register their accounts, etc. And on the other hand, if we really wanted to do things properly, and if we really wanted to build one truly interoperable network, then we should promote an open standard for everyone, not just the gatekeepers. Um, and basically, the open standard angle is the model of the web. It's the model of email. And there are already a few out there for communication. So Matrix, obviously, but we've also seen XMPP and, um, and others with various level of success. The open standard, in our view, is the best solution to preserve privacy. Because if everyone speaks the same end-to-end encrypted language, then the end-to-end encryption is preserved. You don't need to break it to bridge between services. The thing is that an open standard needs to be managed by an independent standard body to stay clear from any commercial interest. But basically, that's what we believe would completely unlock the full potential for user control and an open market. Uh, if, you, if we did open APIs, we could mandate everyone to open their APIs, not just the gatekeepers. And there could be different levels uh, between, um, between the open standard version and just open APIs for the, two gate, for the gatekeepers. Well, the scope of the DMA is limited to the gatekeepers. Um, but what I meant to ask you is, if you force the major platforms to use an open API, isn't there the possibility that given their market power, that would, became, that would become the industry standard? It could. Um, it could become an industry standard that everyone uses. The thing is, it would require all the open APIs to be identical. So I guess if we look at the gatekeepers, if we say like WhatsApp and Facebook messengers in the end are all owned by the same company, so um, they may end up having uh, the same open APIs. And in that case, maybe people would just match it. Uh, the thing is, if these open APIs are com like, completely controlled by one single big commercial corporation, then it, it, well, you're still under the control of this big corporation. So it's not really a, an open standard. It's more de facto standard, basically. Before you touched upon encryption, and indeed there have been uh, several concerns raised uh, regarding interoperability and how it can be made compatible with security. How in practice can you square uh, encryption with interoperable services? So if we really want to keep the end-to-end -end encryption, the services have to speak the same language. So we've seen that for email, for example, the S-MIME and PGP, where different vendors can and do interoperate uh, with end-to-end -end encryption. So the protocol, it would be even better if the protocol would support end-to-end -end encryption by default, which uh, email doesn't. 
If we go on the open API route, it does complicate things a bit because the two, if the two services aren't to an encrypted on their side, but they do not speak the same language, the second you want to make them talk to one another, you want to bridge them, then you have to decrypt at the bridge level to re-encrypt. So if you want to bridge between Signal and WhatsApp, then you have to decrypt Signal and then re-encrypt into WhatsApp language to go into the other side, even if they use um, the same um, encryption protocol, because in the end, the communication protocol inside it is not the same. So basically, every time you do that, it creates a single point of failure, which is much more prone to attack. So that's another argument for the open standard, basically. It preserves much more the privacy than uh, open APIs. What you just said uh, on the fact that open API would, uh, well, uh, essentially uh, create a vulnerability compared to a single open standard, doesn't that also imply that the DMA might not be the right place to address this because the DMA can only um, create a, a requirement for certain companies and not all of them. It's a start. If we start with the big ones, then it means that we can potentially expand towards a smaller one later at the, on the later stage because we have to start somewhere. Let's move on to uh, social media platforms. How exactly can you moderate content that comes from another platform? Wouldn't that create a loophole where you are essentially allowing the spreading of um, online content with no oversight? If we look at the, what's happening today, existing interoperable networks like Matrix, for example, actually have driven the adoption of much more sophisticated moderation techniques than the, what uh, centralized silos are doing. Uh, if you were going for an open standard, then you would have to have appropriate moderation means part of this open standard definition. But even if we were doing open APIs, uh, in the social media platforms which interoperate would actually help provide um, an opportunity to, divine, to define common moderation tools. And that these would actually empower the victims because today the victims have no choice but get in touch with every single provider one by one. Whilst if we had appropriate tools which were compatible with all the APIs, uh, the victims could go and get in touch once, and then these could propagate to the others. So each provider can, would also be able to have control over their own users, and the users would be able to select the providers whose terms and conditions are actually aligned with their ethics. And basically, it breaks a bit this idea that the world is not black and white, not like what Silicon Valley is trying to make us believe. We've seen that for email, for example, this has been a big gap, not have single uh, moderation tools which would allow us to keep spam under control, etc. And um, having one single language between different services, even if it's via open APIs, really would allow us to build these tools which touch, which can be used by all the services where they can apply their own terms and conditions. An opposite argument of heard about this is essentially that you can do this because emails cannot be cancelled. I mean, you can recall an email, but it doesn't really delete the communication. Whereas for social media, what happens if, you know, there is an abusive post 
that you would like taken down, who then is responsible for taking it down? Uh, is it the platform where the original posts were posted or should all the platforms coordinate uh, to take it down? Basically, each provider has control about uh, on what's happening on their uh, server. So if there is a report coming in saying this is abusive, then they can look at whether it's abusive compared to their terms and condition, and then they would take it down for their users. But then if it's, uh, let's say we have one, one provider who likes cats and do not, do not uh, stand dogs, and the other one like dogs, and someone sends a cat picture, the, one, uh, the provider who is pro-cat will keep the picture up, even if a dog user reports it as abusive. But the dog user, uh, the dog um, server will be able to take it down. So everyone on the dog server will not see the cat picture, but the, pe the other ones on the cat side will be able to see it. So it's basically empowering morally relative um, uh, moderation. It's, sometimes it's clear. And in this case, everyone receives the report and everyone removes the abusive content. But sometimes it's a gray area and we should be able to control it on the server base. And if people using the dog server uh, really don't like cats and think that I really don't want to communicate with people liking cats, then they just don't. And they just say, stay on their dog server. And the, ser the dog server could also even block the cat server if they didn't want their user to be exposed to cats. It's taking it to another level. It's not one single entity deciding that dogs are much better than cats. And as such, the 2 billion users I have on my network should not be exposed to cats. That's very interesting. And of course, uh, I mean, I think uh, we are all still trying to, to figure out how this would work in practice. I just wonder if that wouldn't, you know, uh, further fragment um um, online usership into echo chambers because what if there is a platform where abusive content is tolerated? What happens then? Yeah, that's a good point. And the thing which is critical here is to make sure that users are aware of what they are missing or where they stand. So the way we see it is um, that you should provide a way to users to realize that the people you're talking to are 0.1% aligned with the rest of the world. And um, it's, that's, it's going to be really critical in deploying these kind of tools. And to be clear, that's, we are, as an open standard, we're facing this as every day. And that's why we're working so hard on getting the tools right and creating this new way of thinking and creating the new user experience. If we get it right, it can solve misinformation everywhere. But it's work in progress, as you say. And it's, uh, there are a lot of um, uh, paradigm in the user experience which haven't been defined yet. And it means that we'll have to educate everyone. But this is really the key point. If we don't want echo chambers to be created, is to give the users the opportunity to see where they stand and whether they're aligned with just a tiny, tiny bit of the, um, of the world or if it's a, something which is generic. And also give them the opportunity to see from the other side. Say, what, uh, what would happen if I actually looked from the angle of the cat users? 
Amandine Le Pape is Chief Operation Officer and Co-Founder at Element and one of the main initiators of Matrix. Thank you, Amandine, for being with us today. That's all we got time for this week. Don't forget to sign up to our free Digital Brief newsletter to receive a comprehensive overview on all things digital in the EU. Also, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast published on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher and Amazon Music. I'm your Luca Bertuzzi and thank you for listening.